Hello everyone, it's David Sonia from the David Sonia podcast, and today's guest we have Sujay. She's a Christian R&B singer who's been doing music for two years, recently went viral on TikTok and Instagram, and has now generated millions of streams and views across multiple platforms. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Sujay. Thank you, I appreciate it. Before we get into the music, you're currently in college. You started two businesses. You have a job, did an internship, while also being an artist. How yes. are you managing <laughs> to balance everything? Um. <laughs> well, luckily, um, it's summertime, so okay. school is, you know, out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to shift my focus. Um, from everything I was doing and focus on like a couple things at a time instead of trying <laughs> to do all of that. Um, but yeah, the internship was just January to May. So when it ended, um, I pretty much decided, okay, since um, my career is taking off more now, like I have mm-hmm. to solely focus on this, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in order to steward it well and just keep it going. So yeah um balancing it while it was all going on that was very difficult (laughs) okay okay so currently you're just mainly focused on the music right now with college yes Mm -hmm. okay okay perfect um i did i went through a bunch of your tiktoks just to get a bit of insight into you as a person and something that i found interesting that you said was essentially in the past you mentioned you've never been one to take the easy road Mm-hmm. Does that ideology, was it that ideology that influenced you to take on multiple challenges at once? Yes, that that mentality definitely helped me get through because this is definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not practical. Um, nobody around me has really ever done it. So, mm. um, except for the my like my producer. So we kind of have been learning together. We're the same age, so we're both young. Um, he had more experience um, doing the groundwork, like the production. He mm-hmm. makes the beats, he mixes masters. So I got really blessed and lucky um, that I could really just focus on songwriting and developing myself as um, an artist. And he pretty much did all the, <laughs> the nitty gritty with uh, making it sound good and professional so oh you guys are doing a great job together the music actually sounds great so that's good thank you i appreciate it okay so a lot of the people who are going to be listening to this podcast are going to be artists like you Mm -hmm. could you speak to how your music went viral was it completely random was there some thought and strategy that went into it how did it look like for you yeah, uh, there was a little bit of thought strategy. Um, so I'm actually in college for marketing. That's my major. Mm. So um, this year, well, this past semester, I was a uh, junior. So I really started to f- get the classes that taught um, like audience, targeting to the audience. So I really used what I was learning in my class and a little bit of um like I would follow people whose jobs were to study alg- algorithms since I didn't have time to study the algorithms. And I would just take notes whenever I had time. And like, I started posting more. And um, at first I was trying to 
do multiple platforms like um you know look at instagram look at tiktok look at youtube Mm -hmm. and it was very overwhelming with everything i had going on you know school clashes so i was like okay i'm just gonna focus on one app so i chose tiktok because i saw a lot of people especially in my genre being successful on tiktok so um i followed two or three accounts um well i made a whole new account so i started from scratch um and i just left my old account for personal so everything I posted was sh- strictly about music. Um, I started to learn about branding in my classes as well. So um, I really just used a bunch of like, branding information I was learning from class. Um, I'm actually at a college that um, has, it's called DMI. So it's the Delta Music Institute. Okay. So a lot of my classes were specifically for like artists trying to learn about the industry and you know mm. just learn how to grow so those specific classes with my marketing classes that like weren't so specific for artistry um really helped to just put me in that mindset of like um how to advertise myself and just you know who i think learning who i needed to reach was a big part yeah of like what I made my content based around. Um, so once I learned who I was trying to reach, along with like the algorithm a little bit from mm-hmm. what I knew, like mm-hmm. and and these um, accounts I follow, they were just saying like, you know, post this much, post this time. So I would just take little tips from every account, and um, I call it like a trick I discovered. So a lot, I really wasn't in a position where I could like sit down and create a week's worth of content one day so what i would do was i started off just talking making like three one minute talking videos and i would post them every day because it's easy for me to just talk like Mm -hmm. (laughs) about music so i kept it niche specific i talked about um like christian music versus like secular music and just my opinions and i would eventually delete them like the next day or two because um I don't know. I was just really just testing to see what people like, what did well. And um, I was like, and TikTok doesn't really care if the video stays up nope. as far as like consistently, consistency just cares about, you know, if you post it. So I would get my post in. If it wasn't up to quality, I would delete it. But um, I think that helped a lot for the algorithm. There was a time where I stopped being as consistent. Um, like I wasn't doing it every single day because like time wise, I just didn't have the time to keep doing that. And so I would do like every other day. And, um, I also was in the middle of rebranding. So when I rebranded, I stopped. Um, but I think all of that has to play into part with, you know, that one video going viral. And since I had you know a whole bunch of videos already people naturally just went to look at those so some of those started to do well and um after that went viral i just tried to be as consistent as i could <laughs> and once i dropped the song it was kind of hard because i ran out of content ideas <laughs> but um so instagram is a completely different story um, yeah i posted the same video um Because after I was like focusing strictly on TikTok, I started to kind of repost them because I saw it might have been a video you posted. Actually, somebody was saying that um, 
different platforms. Um, sometimes a video would do better or, you know, mm -hmm. just use the same video. So yep. I don't think I posted the same day. I think I posted it maybe a couple days later and it did not do good. And then randomly a week later, it started going viral. Yeah. <laughs> on uh instagram so and then i actually was growing faster on instagram mm -hmm. from that video than tiktok um which was um surprising to me because i didn't post that much on reels um it actually wasn't my first viral video it was my first like one million view viral video mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i had posted a video on tiktok about um a situation I had with like this guy and a record label and I reposted it to Instagram it didn't do well at all on TikTok but I reposted it I went viral Instagram I made like a follow-up video and I think like both of those did like 30k or something and mm -hmm. so that was my first time seeing like growth from or those view, those type of views on mm -hmm. Instagram so that kind of happened before the viral TikTok on I mean the viral video on TikTok um but I didn't really grow from them. Um, I think it helped when the viral video for my song went viral on Instagram because people could kind of, that was the only video of me like talking and showing my personality. So mm -hmm. um, it definitely helped me grow on Instagram too. But as far as like the growth with those talking videos versus like the song, it was completely different too <laughs> okay so just to clarify which one had more growth for you was it the talking videos or the music video definitely the music video mm -hmm. yeah okay that's cool yeah, um, so like the mm -hmm. talking video sorry no keep going keep going <laughs> sorry it probably was all over the place but the talking videos um helped with i guess like views like people were seeing my account but they weren't necessarily following me mm -hmm. on instagram mm -hmm. and then when i had the song go viral um i mean the you know the video with the song going viral then that's when i started seeing like follower growth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay then, <laughs> just just to add from an outside perspective looking in like mm -hmm. i think it's evident in everything that you said that you have a foundation of insight of what you're trying to do and that you understand your target demographic mm -hmm. you've tried to pinpoint what would be optimal in getting it to perform well on different algorithms and also testing out different contents where it may not work here it may work on another platform something that i noticed like when i was going through your videos on tiktok for example you used a clear hook in the beginning of the video that spoke mm -hmm. to your target demographic talking about christian r&b music and how it could be like you know the song mm -hmm. of the summer you use specific targeted hashtags in the post as well to a christian r&b demographic as well things like that are they they're very basic but like the fact that you put that in in combination mm -hmm. with you actually having quality music as well and also having great visual content as well too which i guess you understood from branding all of that mm -hmm. like is pivotal for you so again just it's good congratulations for you for putting in effort to get into the place that you are right now to reap the rewards because i remember like i think i know you've been following me for maybe like a couple years or two and like for me mm -hmm. seeing you go through this growth it's really it's something that i like I, I saw where you started from and seeing where you are now it's just it's a great thing to see so yeah 
Um, yeah, thank you. Um, your account has been super helpful. Um, it helped me get through times where like nobody saw me, no one mm-hmm. knew was, and you would always post something, you know, about like keep going and just a lot of helpful stuff that really shifted my mindset. Um, in the beginning stage, and I think I had even um, planned to do like your um, your marketing what is it playlist thing yeah. for that song, mm-hmm. but then it went viral, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um, uh, side question related to that: How did it feel? I guess from the first time going viral, how did it feel having all of that attentioning attention happening all at once? It was very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I knew the song was special. Like I could just feel it because mm-hmm. the way the writing process and all that happened, I guess I just didn't really expect it to happen so fast. <laughs> yeah. Because it was almost like instant. And like, I don't know. I just did not expect that. The video itself, I don't even think is all that good quality. <laughs> it was, I was practicing my song for like an audition and I didn't even get the audition, but I got the video out of it, so <laughs> that's good. But um, yeah, it was. It wasn't really overwhelming until um, I guess after the song dropped and people were wanting more, and I was yeah, the expectation um, in the process of moving from because school was ending, mm-hmm. and the school is where I was recording mm-hmm. mostly. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been wonderful. <laughs> that's good. That's good um one second so now um correct actually no you already did mention it you mentioned that before you went viral you'd already been approached by a label which you rejected could you speak Mm -hmm. more on that experience yeah so um i'm from mississippi and i don't know if you've ever heard of ray shrimmer but yeah yeah um they're from no time around the around the area from where i'm from mm-hmm. sorry what'd you say said no type i ain't gonna type go on oh <laughs> yeah and so there was a relative of mine mm-hmm. who said there was a promoter who kind of helped them and so he put me in contact with the guy um and he said that he knew a label that was looking for you know upcoming female artists and the label is kind of big. Well, mm-hmm. not really now. Um, you don't need to mention the label, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But they had some, you know, some reputable artists under their name. So mm-hmm. um, I went to meet with the guy. And overall, it was just a bad experience. Um, so it kind of made me realize like maybe the music I was putting out wasn't very like mm. <laughs> true to who I actually was because and it's not even that it was like it wasn't bad it's not vulgar or anything like the song my first song is still out there and people think that it's Christian R&B now mm. with the rebrand but um I think like Christian R&B is more who I am mm. and the the I could kind of see just from the conversations I was having with him that the image or the way that they wanted to brand me was not it. Like it was not who I am. Yeah, it's just it. W- it wouldn't have been authentic, and I feel like I was kind of getting pushed to 
early on just be somebody who I who I'm not or stand for something that I don't stand for. Mm-hmm. So he had sent me a song from the label with one of their artists they want me to be a feature on. And it was called like Beg for It. And I had told him early on, like, I don't want to make music about anything sexual, you know, like that's just mm-hmm. not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, clean music. And he was just kind of like, yeah, they all start out like that. And I was like, okay, but that's like what I want to keep doing. <laughs> like, that's who I am. Yeah. So I turned him down and it was, it's, it, I was hesitant about it just because I saw it as, you know, a potential opportunity. But after thinking about it for like a day or two, I was like, you know, I'd rather just wait and actually get to be authentic, authentic to who I am as an artist and you know, write the songs that I actually care about because I'm doing this because I actually have, you know, like I'm passionate about it. I'm not just doing it for a quick bug. Like, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, if you turn them down, they're probably never going to want to work with you again. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, honestly, the feeling is mutual. Because yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, that really pivoted my rebrand to Christian Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it was, it was, definitely a good as far as like learning from the experience mm-hmm. and um it it really taught me to like stay true to who I am over like putting my hopes in a label or you know trying to work with people just because they have a name or yeah you know yeah so no that's good hearing you say that that shows me like you had an awareness to reflect and, a, and the character to stay true to what represents you and who you want to be. It's not an easy thing to decide so early on in your career. I went through a similar thing where I was entering in my first year of music. I was trying to work with people and I just didn't like the way people were moving, communicating. And it made me have the focus that, okay, whatever I'm going to do with music, I want to have a primary focus on building out my ecosystem, my system by myself, so I don't have to compromise myself in associating with people I don't align with. So like it's, I've gone through that experience, like, and I'm happy that you made the decision to stick true because in the end it panned, it panned out well for you very quickly mm-hmm. from that. So that's great to see. Okay. Let's see. Um, yeah so since your music has gone viral have you been approached by any labels publishers or any other entities yeah um i've been approached by another label um that's well known for christian artists um Mm -hmm. and we've been in touch there's nothing you know set in stone yet Mm -hmm. um i've been kind of scoped out by some more labels but um Although I'm a Christian artist, I'm still learning like mm-hmm. um, everyone in the Christian industry because it was really wasn't something I grew up listening to or being familiar with. So mm-hmm. um, I'm still having to learn like even the people that, that are approaching me. Um, yeah. And just like learning who they are and, you know, looking at their artists, seeing, you know, are about you know just kind of looking at their branding and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to think about um so um thankfully um 
like they're being really understanding and they're moving slow because I think it's it's overwhelming to kind of just be like hit with it and yeah trying to move fast so I'm grateful that everything's moving slow it can kind of be frustrating mm -hmm. but it's really a blessing in disguise because I'd rather to take my time with it and just I'm still learning a mm -hmm. lot like I'm so new yeah. to being an artist mm -hmm. so okay yeah yeah um do you know Erin McKnight oh uh, Erin McKnight yes okay I was gonna say I was gonna Slider. recommend you following her if you were if you don't know her um she's yeah. just she's a manager in music she's mm -hmm. worked in the Christian music scene she's very intelligent has a lot of great ideas so like you I would recommend also like you know just following her she's spoken about her experience working in the Christian music industry in the past in her podcast and various other things so I feel like she could be a good person for you to follow and listen to as well yeah yeah I, um I think I saw her account but I didn't really know who she was mm -hmm. so thank you yeah I'll look into that okay um so yeah I guess similar to the earlier question so aside from these people approaching you like do you currently have a team who are your who what kind of roles do you have on your team if you do have a team right now yeah so i have a very small team <laughs> it's um so far just me and my producer mm -hmm. um he pretty much does everything though like he engineers he mixes he masters so mm -hmm. he's pretty much a one-stop shop and then um we actually have a mutual friend that is um like into films so for visuals and like my lyric video that i have we've been working together as far as like content and visuals um that's pretty much it um okay i've kind of been hoping to get in touch with more people that could help mm -hmm. um but like i said just taking things slow and still just learning is the mutual friend also does he go to the same college as you uh, no, he doesn't. He we actually all grew up um, in the same area here okay. in Mississippi. So no, that's good. Yeah, I'd say also take the opportunity to network with people in your college who are in the music scene, business scene, anything, mm -hmm. because a lot of those people are going to move on to having careers in the future. Mm -hmm. So just you know, be in there, join clubs, build relationships, and you'll have now a nice, solid foundation and support system. Of people that you can do business with in the future so definitely something to take advantage of while you're there as well yeah yeah um let's see i'm just going through oh so so here's another thing that's interesting so like i said like i saw when you were following my instagram like way back and i remember you posted this one video of you i believe you were performing at a wedding and it was you essentially doing that to i guess overcome stage fright and yeah so so like first was like let's I'll first the first question I'll ask you is like how was it over doing something that intimidated you you were afraid of but you decided to take on the challenge anyways how was that for you mm -hmm. it was definitely a learning experience um yeah I've always been super super shy about singing in front of people um, like I love singing I can sing all day but <laughs> for some reason when I'm in front of people on stage I usually if I get too nervous I'll forget the words so mm. um, that video actually was a year or two old and 
when I was trying to post consistently, I was like, what do I have that I can post? So I listened and I, yeah, I listened. I was like, this is actually kind of good. So I might as well post it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually an event at school. Um, they would have like open mics at not the school I'm currently at, but um, the first school I went to. And so I signed up and I was like, I'm going to make myself do this because like I can't be a singer and be afraid to sing on stage. So um, I didn't really practice like slightly, but mm-hmm. I just got up there and it was a very chill environment. Like it was just an open mic. It wasn't a big crowd. So um, I definitely messed up, <laughs> but I kept doing it. Yeah, I, I kept doing it. The crowd was understandable. So um, I learned the more you open up and you're honest with them, you know, like, yeah, I think I probably got up there and was like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, they're probably like, oh, Lord. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they were understandable. And, you know, I would never get up there and say that again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> while I was learning, it just kind of, you know, helped. And, um, I think that video was actually like when people had left, it was over with me and my friends just stayed and I was like, get some videos. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't as nervous in the video, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot of growth. I gained a lot of growth from making myself do that. I think I did those open mics um, like three or four times maybe and just other events that I knew would be kind of small crowds. Yeah. And I still have a lot of performance experience to gain. So mm-hmm. um, I think lack of experience just kind of makes me more nervous anyway. But mm. the more I do it, the I, I always get better. So that's, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. And just so you know, it's it's perfectly normal. Like a lot of performers all deal with nerves when it comes to performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like when I was singing a lot more when I was younger too, like it was there was always nerves going into it but the simplest way to not necessarily overcome nerves but not have nerves show while you're performing is really just to practice your set a lot like practice it so it becomes like muscle memory and when you're on the stage it's almost like your body takes over for you so that's that's what really helped when i was like performing before it was just doing the sets over and over again practicing them as much as possible and it works also with like presentation speaking and so many things it's just doing it over and over and over again to like you know it by heart and when you get on stage the autopilot almost kind of kicks in so like that was something that helped when it came to performing but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. um i saw this other video that you posted about it was the video from when you i believe you were 15 16 about recording yourself to learn that's i i could i think i've done that as well too as well too so yeah it's um do you still do that now um sometimes i do more so voice memos and i'm trying to Mm -hmm. practice um like practice new things with my voice but yeah i i learn a lot from just listening and watching other people so Mm -hmm. um I'm steady, always trying to get out of my comfort zone. So I'll listen to a song that, you know, I feel like it's way out of my range. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I'll just sing it back and <laughs> be like, oh, Lord. But something I had to start doing also um, that's helped a lot along with listening back to myself. It's just vocal exercises. Like yep. if I would have known 
how much they helped when mm-hmm. I was 15. Who knows where I'd be now? So, what kind of vocal um, exercises do you do? Um, I use. I have like a go-to person I, I'm subscribed to on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of her name, but okay. Um, usually I'll just go to her and her like her page and do her strengthening exercises because I'm very soft-spoken. I guess it just comes from growing up being super shy. So, <laughs> um, definitely strengthening my voice so that I can. Um, you know, just make even make it through a set, mm. and um, like, uh, what's the famous vocal coach? I think her name is like Cheryl. I try to do her exercises. Okay, they're okay. so intense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I make sure I warm up every day because I used to just sing. I didn't really find no, warming up. Warming up. Yeah, so I do that. Funny. Yeah, I do that daily now, even if I'm not gonna sing. Um, and I started drinking a gallon of water a day, and it helped so much. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. You have at least you figured out like a system for yourself when it comes to getting your vocals to its best state for singing. Okay. Um, another question for you: What inspired you to do music? So, um, I grew up in church, singing in the church choir. Um, around my mom's side of the family uh-huh. they all we all pretty much sung in the choir together and then on my dad's side my dad um actually sang in a group and he was a singer he sang locally he didn't really like record his own music he's old school he didn't want to use <laughs> like all the new school technology and stuff so um but yeah he was actually in a group called like lane chapel quintet they just they mostly sung at like churches funerals just Mm. any event like smaller events um like cover songs i don't think they had any originals um but my dad really wasn't in my life until about early high school so Mm -hmm. 2015 maybe um so being around him more these last few years of my life really I guess like unlocked that singer side of me that I had always hid because I was shy but he knew it was in there because he has it so he would always encourage me and make me sing in front of people even though I was terrified like we'd be at the mall and he's like my daughter can sing and I just (laughs) I would sing for them like in the mall downtown and Uh usually people's reactions were like really good and so little stuff like that definitely encouraged me and Mm -hmm. then in 2020 he passed away from covid i'm sorry and yeah. yeah thanks um it's um it was it definitely made me realize like how much how special singing was to me because of like our bond like we did it a lot mm. together um and since i was so shy like when i was with him i don't know i guess it just made it more special because that was a side of me like I could show to him and he helped me to grow a lot and he taught me like harmonies and stuff and he would always get me to try stuff and so when he passed I naturally just started singing more whenever I would you know think about him mm-hmm. um it just kind of to me like kept kept him alive in a way <laughs> that mm-hmm. probably sounds a little weird but no it doesn't it doesn't at all it doesn't hurt <laughs> at all He's living on through you, but yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, you could. Um, but yeah, so, um, 
I knew that how much it also meant to him and how, um, you know, I, I could keep that going. I really um, was thankful that I could go to YouTube and watch videos of him singing, even mm-hmm. though he's not here, like that part of him is still alive. And mm-hmm. um, there's even CDs and, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of music that he was able to give me. So and initially it just started off, I guess it's like keeping those memories alive. And mm-hmm. um, then I realized like, I was like, I think I'm meant to do this because <laughs> uh, I wrote my first verse and um, it came so easily and I enjoyed it so much. I was yeah. like, why have I been hiding this my whole life? Like my dad wanted me to do it. Like I might as well just do it and, mm-hmm. and try it. Cause um, I was like, he was taken away from me. So unexpectedly, you know, I could wake up tomorrow and my voice be gone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I never got to try it, try it. So yeah, I just tried it and I became really, really serious about it really early. So and it gets, again, it's showed, like I can see from the harmony videos you do, from all the various um, TikToks that you've posted, like I can see how much effort you're putting into it. And again, great job again. Like it, it really does show. So just keep doing what you're doing. And if you love it, just keep doing it, enjoying it, learning as much as you can while you're doing it. And yeah, and also try to have fun of it as well too as you do it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So for my final question now your music is getting a lot of good traction mm-hmm. you have a sizable amount of people following you on tiktok and instagram what are your next steps yeah so currently i'm trying to focus on collabing with um, as many people as i can as well as just writing a lot more because um, a lot of people was like, we want more, we want more. And even myself, like, you know, I want to do a lot more. So I'll be a senior this upcoming fall. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually was able to talk to my advisors and stuff and just explain it to my situation. So they're being very helpful. And I'm going to be able to finish online so I can um, mm-hmm. continue to write and go to the studio because I really this year slacked a lot in school because i started to treat music as you know my day job in school like my you know side job instead of vice versa so um i'm really trying to position myself to where i can um get in the studio more and i'm currently working on an ep so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to put that out um it'll be my first collection of um, songs and um, I, as far as like Christian R&B you know I have two, two only two of those out mm-hmm. so just writing more and expanding my team hopefully because um, I want to start getting into things like shows and you know more events I've been asked to travel but it's just so much and like I said mm-hmm. I have a two person team so um definitely getting people that can help me to be able to do those things so um and just getting into being able to um, support myself from my career whether that be you know 
just more strains and sync or sync placements or you know just being able to mm-hmm. do music full time especially since I'm about to graduate uh, I don't really want to have to work you know like a nine to five and treat music as you know part time or you know side job so that's pretty much what I'm working on um Okay. I don't, as far as like signing or not signing, I have no idea at the moment. <laughs> like I said, I've been in touch with labels, but so that's a possibility too. So also with school being online, if I were to do that, mm-hmm. I'd be able to still finish and, um, you know, hopefully dabble both <laughs> if I decide to do that. Okay. And this will be your final year of school, right? Yes. I'll be a senior. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, no, again, it's good that they're not putting pressure onto you. Definitely take the time, potentially look into getting a lawyer to help you go through the agreements as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, one thing I wanted to say, um, have you, are you potentially building an email list right now? Uh, so I do have a website that I made <laughs> on Canva and I was able to like use, I think HubSpot. Mm-hmm. so people could give me their emails mm-hmm. but as far as like managing it and for sure actually making emails and send them out i have not oh. <laughs> worked that into my schedule <laughs> but i do have a few emails but okay just a thought something that you may want to consider you mm-hmm. could consider doing maybe like a free contest in exchange mm-hmm. for emails and have it something yeah. that's specific that your target demographic would want so because I, I maybe I don't know if you've experienced it or not, but like TikTok and Instagram, the algorithm is always changing. You never yeah. know when they're going to flip on you. So yeah. ideally, while you have it, you want to try and get as much of that data for yourself, get mm-hmm. them in your own email list. So at least you have a direct means of communication. You can get to them directly without having to worry about the algorithm. So that's something I would you know, potentially recommend that you consider. And uh, other than that, like you've already said it, it's you have the brand, which is your foundation. You have solid music, which is your product. Um, You already have a content and marketing strategy. Realistically, all you kind of have to do is just to figure out your sale points and where you want to generate income from as an artist. You mentioned sync placements, considering maybe getting into like performing and so on like i think those are the main steps like once you have all those things that's mentioned having the ability to communicate with your audience directly and then you have mm-hmm. things that you have that you can offer for sale at that point you have a full-fledged business because you've set up the foundation in every section so mm-hmm. something for you to consider yeah um do you know any specific or like the best platforms for like possibly doing the contest for emails for sure um one of them is um tone then dot io you said tone t-o-n-e d-e-n dot io okay yeah that's what it is um that's actually the only one that's coming to mind right now but i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they have a free version for it and they might have an upgraded version if you want to do more things but that's something definitely you can use to try doing that and generating yeah. um yeah there are just a variety of things and strategies you can do to like free emails 
wherever is offering like a exclusive clip to like uh or like early access to like the music video you have performed anything really that will get your audience interested yeah. you do that then just from there you just offer the email in exchange but yeah cool thanks no worries <laughs> um but yeah that's essentially everything thank you so much for making the time to come on the podcast i had a great time talking to you i'm wishing good things for you and your career moving forward and yeah is there anything thank you. i you appreciate want- it no worries no worries is there anything you want to let the audience know like talk like mention your instagrams and tiktok handles oh yeah my instagram and tiktok um are both sajay i believe um actually there is sajay so i-t-s-c-e-j-a-e mm-hmm. and on all music platforms it's just uh sajay c-e with the asterisk over it <laughs> and then j-a-e J-A-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll just say whatever your God-given talent is, make sure to pursue that. You know, this life might seem long, but it's not as long as we think. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you're here, you might as well do what you know you were put here to do, even if it seems scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd much rather be an artist for the rest of my life and be broke then to <laughs> work a nine to five and be mm-hmm. miserable and rich mm-hmm. um and I, I i just learned that early on so and if you don't know you know what you're good at definitely figure it out yeah because once you do oh it'll be so worth it <laughs> okay okay all right so jay it was great talking to you uh, take yeah. care have a good rest of your day okay Thanks, you too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.